0: content presented on the following podcast is for information purposes only the views and opinion expressed from hosts and caregivers are solely given based on the experiences of the individuals involved because each person is so unique always consult your physician physical or occupational therapist or medical and fitness advice Are you struggling to help your aging parents or disabled spouse to do everyday personal care tasks? Are you concerned about them falling or you injuring yourself? What is the task that is so difficult for you to help them to do? You are not alone. We can help. Finding a Foothold is a weekly podcast show that invites you to call in and tell us your challenge. Here, you can receive practical tips and strategies from an occupational therapist. And here is your host, Consuela Marshall. Hello, this is Consuela and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Finding a Foothold. I am so glad that you have tuned in today with me. I it a privilege that I am speaking something into your life that you are finding of benefit in your caregiving journey. So I really appreciate that because I have such a passion for helping those who want to help others. I appreciate caregivers who have that intuitiveness to get things started, but then add to that that knowledge that you need to be more excellent in what you're doing. And so I want to say thank you for that. And and again, thank you for hanging in there and providing the care that you so greatly desire to provide to your loved one. So today, I would like to speak to you all about embracing the fact that not everything will change, that meaning that someone's prognosis, someone's disease, someone's disability may not change, but it doesn't mean things won't get better. Because as you're continuing to grow and learn and to have more knowledge about a disease process or a limitation of your loved one, You're able to add in things to complement that, to offset those losses that they have. And that's how things can improve. And, you know, things won't all be rosy. It will not always be peaches and cream that things happen. And oh, do we not wish that they would happen to us? You know, and, and really, truthfully, we don't want things bad to happen to anybody, but When it hits our life, it is such a dagger. It is such a jolt to our lives that it can often really almost knock our lives off of the foundation of what it used to be. You know, you are just mosey along by your way. Your spouse is doing his thing. You're doing your thing. You do your both things together and you're having a a, a pretty good life. You know, you have your kids, your grandkids, your job, and you're moving through life and you're having, still have aspirations of what you still want to Do what you're planning to transition into as you continue to get older, as you're moving up in the ladder of your career or as you're trying to exit a career and really start to mellow down and looking at doing other things that are on your list. We get really caught up in that and that's good because that's life. But what happens when all of a sudden something interrupts that plan? There is a major illness. There is a major injury. Those kinds of things are very disruptive to anyone's life. And and we don't like that. We wanna say no, I don't I I can't believe this is happening to me. And you you just want to close your eyes and say, This is a bad dream. I'm gonna open my eyes, I'm gonna blink and things are gonna be back the way they were. That's what I want. And then we open our eyes and the reality is nothing's changed. And the reality may be things may not change for quite a while. And a sad reality is sometimes things never return to what they were. And this is just a sad reality of our lives, of how life works, that the good and the bad both enter into our lives. Look, illness and injury, debility, life-changing situations, none of it is fun. But it doesn't have to mean the end of your life. It just means that you keep going, restructuring your life, and now having a different life. And then rebuilding that life and, and making that life functional and fulfilling and just finding new meaning and new hope in that new space that you're in. So what I want to talk about today, and I I always want to tell the story about a current client that I have, and I am just so in awe. So I'll just tell you about her. This is a cute little couple. They are in their late 70s. He is a retired engineer, and she was in like a customer service type of a position well they both retired and he an avid golfer that's what he did she she loved doing things with her church she was in little church organizations they went to the hospital they made quilts and she somehow used that little quilting skill that she had and they would make little small miniature type of quilting things that you can like use as coasters, use as pot holders. And they made even like the little throw shawls, little tiny little quilts that patients throw around their shoulders when they're sitting in the wheelchairs. So she was really active in sort of this little sewing group at her church, doing a whole lot of things. And you know, it was just like what they had planned for. And it was really going well. I mean, they have three adult sons and Oh, they have such a good family relationship with all of them and the grandkids. Well, I'm going to fast forward to how I got to meet her. And it's because she lost her vision. One day she woke up and she saw spots in her eyes. And she was concerned about it and made a comment to her husband that, look, I'm just seeing spots and, you know, if it continues, I need to go to the doctor. The next day it was even worse. So they went into the doctor and just in the process of having the exam done at the doctor's office, she lost her vision. And it was one of those bizarre things that occurred. Something happened that it totally put her in blindness. So I am reading her chart before I get there. So we get to get the history and physical and I'm looking at admitted to the hospital directly from the ophthalmologist with loss of vision. And I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm thinking you can maybe only see black and white or figures or, you know, but as I got to know her, she is like total black pitch darkness and in just getting to know her, her attitude and the attitude of her husband And, you know, I'm reading this and I was almost in a, oh, just like, I'm almost in tears as I'm reading it. And I'm like, read it the night before and I'm in a driveway and I'm reading again and I'm like, oh, and I'm thinking, you know, oh my gosh, you know, and you look, it's a sidebar. That's why I'm always telling my husband, we're doing things now. Okay. We're doing things now, we're taking the trips. we're doing things now while we have health. I'm not waiting till I retire to try to do everything that I want to do. i want to in i want to live my life now with the trips with the with the plans with the the spontaneity of like oh, let's go do that. I want to do it now. I don't want to save it to the end and not know what the end is going to be. You know, we don't even really know what today's going to be or tomorrow's going to be, but you know, it's just, we're just not promised that big retirement that we are all hoping for. Okay. So back to the story is I walked in and I'm always just trying to just being very considerate of the situation, but sort of taking cues from them about where they're at and how they're feeling about it. And when I came in and I held her hand and I said, hey darling, I'm Consuela, I'm the occupational therapist. I'm here to help you because I see you have really had a rough time lately. And she just paused and she laughed. She said, yes, I have, darling. Yes, I have. But you know what? I'm determined to make the best of it. And that she has. She has gone over and beyond. And look, with the help of her husband, we are... Learning, look, I mean, I, I've had training in low vision as part of occupational therapy. We learned some low vision techniques. We know how to modify the home, how to put some different things in place, audio, tactile things. You know, for people with low vision and, and trying to make some contrasting of environments so that they can see things and using magnifiers. But look, this was like total blackness. There was no low vision. There was no vision. So for me, you know, having to do some research, it, it really challenged me to really dig in and see and be creative on how to help her. And I really loved the challenge. And she was so motivated to change and improve things in her life. She says, I'm not just going to sit here and do nothing. I'm proud of her for not just rolling up in a ball and, and and giving up on life, and her husband—just so many things. What I can say about how he has just rallied next to her and making sure that whatever things that I've recommended that they we try. Look, many things did not work. We've had to scratch many things because it, it just wasn't safe. She's a little disoriented when she moves about. So we really haven't really been able to make her mobility skills as functional as far as trying to use some tactile things on how to get short distance from A to B in her house. Not a lot of progress with that, but we've made other progress in other areas. She can totally dress herself. She's, she's laid out things in the bathroom where she just, she can pick them up and she's doing things. And we have just had a blast together in her just meeting all of her personal ADL goals of, I want to be able to do these things for myself. And we have had some laughs, you all. One, and I'll just tell you, and I asked her permission, could I tell you? And she said, absolutely. If someone can learn from me, I would be glad if anybody can learn from these these little blumbers and bloopers that I make. Look, so I came in one day and she's always asking me, how do I look? Because her husband is not too color coordinated. She says, Consuela, I wait on the days for you to come in. So I want you to tell me, am I matching? So, you know, we laugh about that. And I've worked with her husband on like, look, these, these are color things to go together. And I've talked with her daughter-in-law. So when they, they've come in and they've sort of color matched things so that husband knows how to pair things together. And one day I came in and she had, she was so impressed. She says, Consuela got totally dressed. And I looked down and she had her shoes on the wrong feet. And I laughed so hard. I said, okay, you look marvelous from the ankles up. And she said, what, what? I said, I want you to feel down and feel your shoes for me. And she just let out the biggest laugh. She says, I have my shoes on the wrong foot. I said, yes, ma'am, you do. She says "And here I am thinking I'm cute and I got my, my shoes on the wrong foot. Look, she's 77 and she is just hilarious. You know, and one day it dawned on me that she had never seen me. You know, she looks forward to me and she says, oh, I tell my children that I'm looking forward to Consuela coming. And look, they've all seen me because I've met them all in those initial days while they were still there. I just sort of getting things in place so the husband wouldn't be so overwhelmed. And then they're, they all are mostly out of state. So I've met them, but she has never seen me. So one day I said, I have a question to ask you. What do you how do you picture me, you know, do you have a picture in your mind of how I look? And she says, yeah, I do. So she goes to describe me and I, and I started looking at her husband and he he's trying not to laugh. He's holding his mouth because everything that she described me was totally opposite. Okay, so look, I'll just tell you, I'm black. I am, I'm tall. I'm five feet 10, tall, slender build curly, kinky hair, that's me. Okay, so this is how she described me. She says, well, she started with my height. She says, I think you're about five feet four. I said, okay. And I said, what kind of hair do you think I have? She says, oh, I just imagine it is it's probably brown. It's probably, it's probably brown. I'm I'm imagining it is brown. I said, okay. And then I dared to ask her, I said, and what color skin do you think I have? And she paused as if she didn't want to answer it. And she says, well, I didn't think about it. She said, "But I guess pretty much like me, but I really didn't think about it. So by this time, her husband's laughing and I am laughing and we're just like totally losing it. I say, well, you are strike three for that. Okay. You have totally messed up on all three those so I took her hand and I let her I stood next to her and I put her hand on the top of my head and I just I said rub my hair and when she started to rub my hair it didn't take her long to know that the texture of my hair was different from hers so it we just like we were like at that time just laughing to the point she was in tears and I was just like this is so funny so she 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 looked at me, she made such a statement that I will never forget. She says, that just goes to show you, love doesn't come how we think it should be packaged. And when she said that, I'm saying, you're exactly right. Love often doesn't come how we think it should be packaged. It was just so much confirmation in me knowing that this is why I love doing what I do. So I just wanted to share that story with you. And as I'm wrapping things up today, if there are actual care recipients or patients who are listening to the podcast, I want to challenge you to keep a positive attitude. Your positive attitude I think it just unlocks your mind to be more creative and more receptive of things that can make your life better. If you have that positive attitude, it just seems like it just takes down these walls of narrow mindedness that keeps you thinking and looking at all of the negative things that keep you stagnant and you don't get anywhere. You don't you don't, you don't get to learn anything and it keeps you, it can keep you stuck and in, in, in you can lose hope. Now that's for the care, that's, the, I'm speaking that to the care recipient, to the patient that I'm treating, the patients that are listening, the care recipient, the person who is being cared for. And now I want to talk to you, caregiver, the same thing applies to you. You won't always be able to change the situation. My patient's husband cannot give her her sight back. Oh, if he could, he would. They are such a cute couple, but he can't. There's not a way that he can. But he's choosing to learn how to live in her world. He's becoming more sensitive to her needs, her physical needs and her emotional needs. There are things that are taking place in her life that are changing that have nothing, that are more than her vision. Her vision isn't, the, what I'm trying to say is her vision is not the only thing that has changed. Her social circle has now not what it used to be. The hobbies that she used to do, she can't she can no longer do them, at least right now. But I think with her, she's gonna find a way. And she's having to reinvent herself. And in the same point, he's having to reinvent himself also. Because right now he has sort of taken a a huge break from golf. And I am right now really working with him on trying to relinquish some of this need to do everything for her. I'm seeing that he's now beginning to have some burnout And burnout doesn't mean you don't want to do it. Burnout just means you need a break. And that's what I'm trying to focus with him on is that there are things you cannot change. He loves her and he's wanting to do it all. And he's doing quite a bit with her, but he cannot do it all. So right now, and with the help of his children, he is now starting to see the need of having someone else to come in and to provide some additional support so that he can start back to get into those things that he loved to do, the golfing, those things that he found enjoyable for his life. One to stress stresses that, you know, keeping a positive attitude is, is key. You know, it takes a, it takes a while to get there sometimes so it is it, it's, it's sort of a process that you have to get to and the sooner the better but you know you know moving toward concentrating on the positive and then learning learning new ways of doing things bringing in the support that you need to get the jobs done to help you move continue to move forward In life is key. Making changes to the surrounding, adding in people who can come in and help with the physical aspects of caring. And then the last thing I want to talk about is that psychological component that may need some help. Because it's just not the physical. It's the emotional. You both have lost your lives. You both are different now because of this, because of what has happened. Having that support group, support from people who are going through the same thing you're going through can really be that thing that can help you make this switch over to a, a more positive perspective on what's going on in your life. So thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate it. I'm just really thankful that you are continuing to to tune in and finding this podcast a good resource that you can add to those other uh, resources that you are currently uh, using on your caregiving journey. Okay, well that's it for today. I appreciate you tuning in and I look forward to you continuing to tune in. And remember, we still have the call-in line. I'm continuing to take calls that are coming in and using those calls as different topics to talk about on the podcast. And I'm also adding in some of my personal journey with the caregiving of my mom. And I'm also adding in some of the concerns that I get from some clients and that I am currently assisting with, as they are also caregiving. So I want you to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, and I am starting to do a little bit on LinkedIn and Twitter. I don't know a lot about any of those yet, but I am slowly um, moving in that direction to maybe just get a little bit more exposure there. And look, if you really like this podcast, would you please just give a review of this podcast where you're listening to it at, whether it's Apple Podcasts or wherever you're getting it streamed, and also shoot me a comment or some some concerns or some things that you would like to see me do differently, you can send me an email at contact at findingafoothold.com and I will be uh, glad to take those into consideration. Take care. Have a good day and I'll see you again on next week. So thanks again for tuning in. And remember, finding a foothold cares about how you give care. Bye-bye.